One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. Okay, guys, we're going to continue with our series uh, titled Focused on the Mountain, the Cross, and the New Creature. In our last session, we focused a lot about the prayer life of the new creature. And in this session, I really want to uh, transition us into really the mindset and the identity of a new creature. You see, if you still think of yourself as a mere man, a limited person, an earthbound a regular guy walking down the street, you will never ever step in and become what you truly are to be in Christ. You see, the concept of being born again is no longer are you earthbound, but you're actually heavenbound. Okay? And there's a transition process that happens with that. It actually, um, the purpose that we talked about last time with your prayer life and becoming spirit dependent or spirit led or, or, or actually the revelation of the need and why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to you was to actually uh, break you free from the limitations, the worldly limitations where Satan rules, right? And actually uh, transition you to becoming a true spirit led or spirit man, right? Um, you know, Paul talks in the book of Ephesians about when the Lord speaks to you that he's feeding your spirit man. He's actually fueling you. He's revealing to you. He's equipping you to break out, to conquer, to overcome, right? And so the, the revelation of that is that whenever you set your mind on the way of the spirit and the dependence of the spirit and simply trust in the prayer life, of a new creature, of, of one who is born again, the prayer life of tongues, the prayer life of of the of the of the groan of the inner man, or what what the what the book of Ephesians calls um, the spirit man, that groaning is a conjunction of your spirit with the Holy Spirit praying through you, right? Um, we spent a lot of time uh, last time talking about Romans 8, 26 and 27. For when we do not know what to pray for as we ought, the Holy Spirit uh, prays through us with groanings that we don't understand, right? And when we pray, Jesus in heaven at the right hand of the Father, this is in verse 27, he interprets the will or the, or the voice of the Spirit, and you have this ultimate intercessor sitting in heaven, the, the revelatory dominant Christ, with the Holy Spirit that he sent to lead you into all truth, right? Right? And so you should get excited about this when you grasp hold of the revelation that Jesus is your intercessor now in heaven. He is for you and not against you. And he sent you the Holy Spirit that you would simply um, turn off the limitations of your worldly mind and become settled in the mind of the spirit because whenever you just simply trust the spirit and you begin to pray in the spirit the spirit actually literally 
breaks you free. He, he, he literally interprets the, the need of your heart, the need of your soul. Um, he leads you uh, into all truth. You then become the gate of heaven. The, the power of heaven flows through you as the Spirit speaks to you. And today I want to talk to you about really one element of the Spirit that's not talked a lot about. Uh, yeah, it's not talked a lot about in the church today because it's it's kind of freaky. It's kind of supernaturally. It's kind of some people would even call it new age uh, type of stuff. But um, I want to talk to you about um, heavenly encounters because every one of you are destined to have heavenly encounters. Whether the Lord comes to you in your prayer life and he gives you visions, right? He's opening your spirit up to the realm of the spirit and he's speaking to you and in some of those encounters he actually takes you places right he takes he took ezekiel to the valley of dry bones um he took if, if you read the book of ezekiel or the book of zechariah you know these are two visionary guys um uh, prophetically equipped guys where the lord would take them and and teach them through encounters some of those encounters uh where they were taken to heaven, the Lord would actually reveal and impart and equip and give them things in heaven. And when they came back, they suddenly had abilities that they did not have before. And and if you've, you know, if you've listened to my teachings um, in the school of the Holy Spirit, um, I've talked uh, on many occasion about being taken to heaven um, and the Lord given me something and suddenly I have this new gift or suddenly I have this new ability, this different aspect of discernment. Um, I, maybe I had an encounter with an angel and something happens that night with an angel. I mean, I've told you a lot of stories really to encourage you and to, to really help set your mind free of the limitations of religion. Religion is a very deadly thing. Um, Jesus actually told the Pharisees, he said, you're blinded by your tradition, right? But the Pharisees actually uh, made scripture, made routines out of scripture and held the people around them accountable as to whether or not they achieved the religious requirement of the scripture or the law. And that's not really the intent, right? I told you the reason, um, you know, that the, the nation of Israel was invited up the mountain is because they were all... The Lord desired to meet us all face to face, that we would have heavenly encounters, that we would know the Lord face to face, that we would know his voice and that the supernatural would be an expectant thing, not a one time thing, not a maybe thing, not um, maybe. Well, that's for that other guy. No, a person who is who sets their mind on the spirit of God is not subject to anything. Because there's nothing greater than the Holy Spirit, right? There's nothing greater. We, we talked last time about John 16. Jesus said that when, when the Spirit of God would come, that he would judge the world of three things. One of them was that he would judge Satan, right? He would judge the darkness personally in your life. And that his righteousness, his blood covers you, washes you clean, and he is for you, not against you. He's actually breaking you free from the darkness, and he's against your enemy. And so the revelation that this Holy Spirit was given uh, really 
as your helper, right? Jesus called him the helper, the spirit of truth. He would lead you into all things and your embrace of the spirit will, or or your pace or rate of dependence on the Holy Spirit will dictate your degree of, of you entering into who you really are in Christ. There is a new creature locked in every one of you, okay? There is a supernatural, born-again, unstoppable um, person, this new creature that was born again in Christ, and the Lord desperately wants to break that new creature out of the limitations of you, okay? And what, what I mean by that is, you know, Paul Paul spends all this time in uh well, if you, if you look at uh, Romans 12, um, you know, Paul, Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's that mean? That, that he, he's actually saying that where you rest your thought will dictate whether you are about limited, limited by um, this world, this prison, this, this, what, that's what this world is, it's a prison, or if you set your heart, if you set your mind, your thoughts on the way of the Spirit and the expectation of the Spirit, you become supernatural, right? And we, we talked last time that, you know, we're, we're emphasizing the gift of tongues because the gift of tongues is what opens you up to the Spirit world. It opens you up to the realm of the Holy Ghost, right? And you may, you may say right now, well, I just, I don't feel good, God. I don't, I don't feel, you know, I just don't feel like it. Well, if you actually say, you know what, I don't care what I feel. I don't care what the limitation around me is. I don't care um, if I'm in debt. I don't care if uh, it appears that all hope is lost. I am going to pray in the Holy Ghost because the Lord gave me the Holy Spirit. He gave me the gift of tongues to induce labor, to induce the laboring of the Holy Ghost, right? Because when you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit labors with you and no longer are you earthbound. Your mind and expectation, because the Spirit begins to speak to you, give you vision, give you the energy, the presence of God, you become free from the limitations of the world, right? So your mind is critical in the embrace and expectation of you having heavenly encounters, of you having um, these revelations and encounters with the Holy Spirit in the night and and in your prayer time and equipping and positioning you so when you do go and minister to people that your expectation is in the Spirit speaking through you at a moment's notice and the people around you are being touched by the power of the Holy Ghost as you pray and, and tongues and prophesy for them. Amen. So your mind is a, is a powerful element. And if, if, you would, if you would literally lay down how you feel and expect that the Lord is for you and not against you and that he is going to literally transform, change, transfigure you in a moment's notice, you become spirit. You 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 literally fall in love with the Holy Spirit, Amen. So I just encourage you guys continue to pray in the Holy Ghost. Um, continue to set your heart, your mind on the Holy Spirit, and wherever the Holy Spirit, as He interprets your heart 
in that day when you begin to pray or that night you decide you're, you feel the unction of the Lord, you get up at one o'clock and you just begin to pray because you feel him. The expectation literally is the, it's like the catapult that, that the Holy Spirit uses to take you into the supernatural. So I just encourage you guys, pray, pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, right? You will be the witness of Christ in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Nothing shall shall uh, get in your way. Nothing, nothing shall stop you, right? And Joel 2.28 um, says that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. You will dream dreams and have visions, right? You have encounters. You will encounter the voice of God. You will encounter him face to face. That's the intention that Jesus had with wanting the whole nation of Israel to go up the mountain. But now as Christ died for our sin and broke down the middle wall of separation, he um, those who embrace Christ in the fullness of the Spirit are unlimited. They're no longer they bound at the bottom of the mountain, but because you couldn't go up it, because the nation couldn't go up the mountain, Jesus actually sent you the Holy Ghost to take you up, right? So all you have to do is simply pray in the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost takes you into the realm, into the supernatural. And so you know, the concept of a new creature, I don't, I don't think it's any mistake that, you know, the Holy Spirit in the New Testament connects the concept of being born again to this new creature because a, new, a creature is something that is, it's not human, right? It doesn't, it doesn't actually meet the definition of human. You as a human are earthbound, right? You are something that walks on the earth, but a new creature is heavenly bound. And Jesus himself, but by the power of the Holy Ghost, Paul spoke and said, you are a new creature in Christ. Second Corinthians 5, right? You are a new creature. You are not an earthbound, limited, mere man, mere woman. Um, you are born again in Christ he said, you do not, when you are born again, you do not exist as you did before. You are a new creature. You are a new thing. And so part of this is leaving go of earthly logic. One of the biggest, one of the biggest hindrances of people encountering the Holy Ghost and, and having these heavenly encounters where the Lord begins to reveal your true destiny, impart things to you, give you things in the heavenly realm is your mind. Because a mind that is that is um, born of this world is logic driven and thinks in a way with natural limitation. Oh, that can't happen. There's no way that guy will ever get healed. There's there's no way that money will ever just suddenly just appear in my mailbox or in my bank account. I can tell you story after story of supernatural things appearing in places. Um, the Lord showing up, clouds, gold dust. Uh, gl glitter on people, um, gold uh, nuggets of appearing in places, um, oil appearing on people's faces. Um, he reveals himself, right? Heaven breaks in. And so I just encourage you, um, your embrace of the way of the Spirit and your prayer life, uh, with, specifically when you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you pray in tongues, um, 
expecting that the Father will turn, look at you, and feed you as a son or daughter. But he also breaks you out of the limitations of the earth realm. And so this this concept of a new creature, I want to take you to uh, Revelation chapter 4. You know, when, when John was on the island of Patmos and, you know, he had the encounter with Christ and he writes the book of Revelation. Um, this should not be something that you think of as, oh my goodness, that's crazy. That'll never happen to me. You know what? That's a lie from the devil. That is an absolute lie from the devil, guys. I used to think like that. I, I had a, a shallow view. I had, I had no, no way that I ever thought any of this was even possible. I thought John and the prophets and all these guys, they were just like elites. But the reality is when John, when it's described in Revelation chapter 4, John being called up to heaven, um, this is actually an expectation that you should have as you enter the realm of the spirit, okay? Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, um, I think it's verse 19 says, come boldly to the throne of grace. Does that mean that when you die, you should expect to come boldly to the throne of grace? No, he's actually saying now, you in your prayer time, come boldly to my throne and meet me face to face, right? So it's an expectation, Let's just pray for a minute because I I just feel the unction of the Holy Spirit on this, that you um, should have such an expectation that your Savior is not against you. He is for you and that you have access to the heavenly realm. You can go where the demons can't. You can go where Satan can't. Satan is kicked out, right? Satan cannot uh, stand in, in the presence of God. He can't. The demons can't. But you can because you're a son. You are a loved one, right? And so, Father, I just, I just pray right now for every person listening to this. Lord, I come against um, limitation and fear, anxiety and worry. Everything um, uh, where, where, where the people listening, Lord, um, have a shallow view of themselves, where they can't recognize that they are a new creature in Christ. Lord, I break that lie right now in Jesus' name, and I just I just decree over them that you are a new creature, the likes of which this earth has never seen before, and the Lord himself will, will reveal to you this new creature in the coming days and weeks in your prayer life, and you will see yourself as Christ sees you, a new creature, something that is supernatural, who will do supernatural things in the days ahead. So Father, I'd release that upon them right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so in Revelation chapter 4, I'm just going to read through verse Verse eight, okay. After these things, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. The first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here. I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne 
And he who sat there was like jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes and in front and back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had the face of a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures had six wings and were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Wow, that's a pretty awesome description of heaven. Amen. And I can tell you, um, if you've listened to my stuff, I was taken to heaven one time and I had a, I've had multiple encounters with these creatures. Okay. And um, I just want to encourage you that those who dwell around the throne are creatures. You can't dwell around the throne as a mere, as a, as simply a mere man. Okay. The creatures are supernatural. The creatures have descriptions that are supernatural. The creatures do not exist solely on the earth. They exist around the throne of God. They are, they are what he made to worship him day and night. Okay. So praying in the Holy Ghost is, a, is one of the ultimate forms of worship because you're not doing it your way. You're doing it his way. Let me say that again. If you embrace the way of God, Think of it this way. If he's smart enough to bypass the limitations of sin, right? Not only by sending his son, but by sending his spirit to equip you with a prayer life, to awaken in you this army that we talked about last time in the, uh, as the Lord described in the book of Zephaniah. Um, he, he says he will awaken his army with a supernatural language, right? You become a new creature. Whenever you pray in the Holy Ghost, you bypass all the limitations of sin and, and, and being a mere man. And you step into almost instantly, you can feel the presence of the Lord when you pray in the Holy Ghost, right? You are at his throne. You should expect to hear him, to be touched by him, to be overcome by him, to have angelic encounters. Um, these seven spirits of God that are around the throne are all part of your inheritance, all part of what you are entitled to, okay? And you may say, well, why are you so, how can you be so bold in, in your description of this? How can you be so bold in thinking that I, this guy or this girl that, you know, last week I was doing this junk, how can I have access to heaven? Well, all I can tell you is I've had these encounters. I believed um, you've heard me tell the stories of praying for, for hours and, you know, fasting and just doing whatever supernatural way I could grab hold of to have encounters with the Lord. And um, this one particular encounter I'm going to describe to you uh, 
actually was the first time that the Lord showed me as a as he let me see what I look like as a new creature. And it was it was triggered um, with an encounter when I started to pray in the spirit and the Lord gave me access into the throne room um, by use of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to describe this uh, to you. I'm actually going to read through it and then I'm going to talk about it a little bit um, because I want to encourage you, right? I'm just a regular guy who grabbed hold of the Holy Ghost and have, have experienced supernatural things in the heavenly realms. Um, and the Lord has sent me all over the U.S., all over, um, you know, different places of the world to do specific missions. And the only way I can do that is not simply as a mere man, but by trusting and believing in the Holy Ghost. And so um, in 2000, way back in 2012, uh, about nine years ago, um, I was in prayer and uh, suddenly I was I was taken up in, in the heavenly realm and I was standing, I'm standing in front of a door where there's a table that has a Bible on it. The Bible is open to Romans 8 and I'm looking and I see the menorah, the, uh, you know, the seven branch candlestick. It walks over, stands in front of me and one of the burning candles like reaches down like a finger and points specifically um, to Romans 8, 26 and 27. You know, the very scripture that I have been so vehement in, in teaching you guys about, about, about how powerful this, uh, this one set of scripture is if you grasp the revelation of it. And the reason I am teaching it, it so boldly is because of this particular encounter, okay? So, so one of the candles bends down like a finger and the flame on the candle touches Romans 8, 26, and 27. And the letters jump off the page. They jump up in the air and they form a gold key. And when, it, when, the, when the key is formed, like it's floating in the air, um, the Holy Spirit beside me um, reaches forward, grabs hold of the key and puts it in my hand. He walks over to the door, shows me how to insert the key in the door, turn it, and the door swings open, okay? When the door swings open, I see Christ standing by his throne. He's looking at the door. He, it's like he's waiting for me to come in. And this is where the story really gets good because I look and I see Christ and I see um, th what, I, what I'll call three creatures. At the time, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't big into, into Revelation 4 and the understanding of the creatures around the throne. All I can tell you is they weren't men. The three beings beside Christ were not men. Okay? I'm looking at them. And so I go to cross the threshold of the doorway. Since the door is swung open, I'm looking at all this in heaven I get this burning unction inside of me. I have to go forward to the throne of Christ, okay? And so when I step, I take one step across a threshold, it's like my flesh could not go forward, but something inside me wanted to go forward. And I'm pressing to get out of my flesh. And suddenly it's like the zipper unzipped on my, on my body, 
and this creature, all and I'll describe the creature to you here in a minute, but this creature walked out of my flesh, leaving my flesh behind and entering into heaven as a creature. Okay. And so I start to walk toward Jesus and these three creatures. And when I walk toward Jesus, Jesus positions me to look at these three creatures and he lines that the three creatures are lined up shoulder to shoulder. Okay. And so when, when Jesus um, turns me, he causes me to look at all three of the creatures face to face. And I look and I can see that there are, there are three names um, from right to left. I see written on their foreheads. It's Joel, Ezekiel, and Joshua. Joel has the, and I'm, I'm going to go forward and describe what I see, okay? Because it's important that you grab hold of how supernatural these creatures look. Joel has the head of a man with the eyes of an eagle and the jaw of a lion. His body is as a lion with hands and feet of a man. He has eagle's wings on his back. On his head is a crown of gold having diamonds and blue sapphires. Ezekiel has the face of an eagle and the mane of a lion around his neck. He has the body of a man with eagle's talons for hands and lion and lion's legs um, and, and, and lion's legs. He also has eagle's wings on his back. On his head is a crown of white diamond crystal. Joshua has a face of a lion, but his mane is is made of eagle's feathers. He also has the body of a man, but his entire body is covered with eagle's feathers. His legs and hands are like a man's. On his head is a crown made of blue sapphire. I suddenly lock eyes with Ezekiel. His eyes are piercing, having such a glow in them that they act as a mirror and I can see myself. I stare into his eyes for a long period of time. I can suddenly see me as a creature appearing just like them. My legs are the legs of a lion and my arms are like eagle's claws. I have eagle's wings on my back. I have the face of a man and lion, a lion's mane around my head and neck. On my head is a multicolored crown that continually changes color. And from here, there was a lot of things that happened. This was a long encounter in heaven. But the one thing I want to emphasize with this is Jesus let me see the creatures. He let me see their names as mere men, the way the world looks as their biblical name. Uh, Ezekiel, Joshua, Wright, and Jewel. Three men that wrote three sections of the Bible. Mere men. But Jesus let me see them as new creatures in heaven. So as I came into heaven, as I had this encounter walking into heaven, as Jesus let me see them as they are in heaven, he then let me see myself as I stared into the eyes of Ezekiel. And there's a, there's a lot of things I can, there's a lot of different directions I can go in this. There was a lot of different learnings and things that the Lord did with me in this encounter. But I want to emphasize to you that, you know, 
this encounter um, was the beginning of how the Lord uh, began to change, truly change my identity. My, my identity, when I, when I looked at myself as a guy who prophesied, who used the gifts of the Spirit, who prayed, um, it was like my expectation was what I'll call fairly shallow. It didn't function with a confidence that, number one, I knew Christ was going to show up all the time. There's no such thing as praying and Christ not showing up, okay? Number two is that I didn't see, I no longer, after, after this encounter, no longer did I see myself as limited and earthbound. Jesus was using this experience and what he was doing to reveal in me is just as Jewel, Ezekiel, and Joshua had an earthly name and an earthly appearance more importantly, they were around the they were around the throne of Christ, and they were supernatural. They had different aspects of these four creatures that are described in in the book of Revelation in chapter four, and and these creatures are also described in the book of Ezekiel and and several other places. Um, Ezekiel saw the creatures, right? Um, if if you study the creatures, they have the same descriptions in in uh, Revelation chapter four through the eyes of John as Ezekiel saw them. Okay. And what happened? So the Lord takes me and I see, I see this, these different aspects. They, they, they have, they have their names on them, but they, they, they are not mere men. They are supernatural creatures born again. They were, they are made supernatural by the Lord himself. Okay. Why is this important? Because your identity and how you see yourself as limited or unlimited, earthbound or around the throne of heaven is extremely important, okay? Those who see themselves in heaven, right, are then the ones who take heaven to earth. Jesus actually said to pray this way, our father who reigns in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do you bring heaven to earth? How do you find the will of the Lord? You pray. You enter the spirit realm. You expect to, to uh, have encounters in heaven. You expect to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You expect, right, to be covered by, by his wing. You expect to hear him, to, to be equipped for the season that he's leading you into, right? That he would give you weapons that are supernatural, that pull down strongholds, right? That, that, that happens when a person sets their mind on the way of the spirit. And this, I realize guys, this is probably stretching you. You probably don't hear a lot of guys talk like this, but let me, let me tell you this. If you are able to simply shut down your reason, shut down um, the, the logic and the, and the ways of religion and just say, you know what, Jesus, if you're real, Holy Ghost, if you're real, I'm going to commit to praying and fasting. I'm going to commit to chasing you. You will, you, your destiny will be revealed quicker than you think. Okay, Jesus is waiting for people to literally lay down their tradition. Jesus actually told the Pharisee, right? You are blinded by your tradition. You are blinded by it, 
Religion is not just, and, and, and the way you look at Bible scripture is it, it, has a, a, it has two paths. One that lead you to the way of the spirit, which is what I'm teaching you, or the other way that actually blinds you to actually seeing Christ. I just described praying in the Holy Ghost, chasing the Lord with all my heart, praying and fasting, doing what the Bible says is the way of the Spirit, and I'm describing to you an encounter in heaven. And I'm sure a lot of you right now are saying, you're, you're doubting, you're questioning, well, that'll never happen to me, that'll happen to you. Well, let me tell you this. I described in this encounter, I saw Christ at the throne, and at the throne, Jesus taught me a specific thing about seeing myself supernatural as Jewel, Ezekiel, and Joshua, right? They had earthly names. They functioned in, a, in an earthly manner, but they were supernatural because they dwelled in the spirit around the throne of Christ. They were in relationship with the spirit. So if you contrast that to a religious confrontation that Jesus had with the deaf, dumb, and blind Pharisees. He called them, he called them uh, walking sepulchers. You are full of dead men's bones. There is no life in you. He, what Jesus was saying to the Pharisee is there is no Holy Ghost in you. You have no relationship with the Spirit of God. You have no life with me. And that's, that's not a small thing, guys. That's huge. That's the difference between life and death. In John 5, Jesus is, is interacting with, with the Pharisees. The Pharisees are scripture bound, okay? All they had was a scripture. And I've, I've taught you this. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it, but I've taught you that the scripture is to lead you to a need of life in Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. And you become a spirit relational um, believer, right? Not somebody who tries to make up their own way of how they're gonna achieve scripture, that's what the Pharisees were. And in John 5, Jesus has this interaction with them. And he, he says, I, my way of relationship with the Father is I go in prayer and I only do what I see my Father doing. Okay? Jesus is demonstrating the way of interacting with his heavenly Father in the Spirit. And the, and the confrontation with the Pharisees goes on. They're, they're angry, right? They're getting mad because they think their religious scriptural interpretation is the way. And Jesus says, no, no, guys, listen. You've actually been blinded by your tradition. He's, in, in John 5, 38, he says, you search the scripture. Because in it, you think there is life, but you can't even see me standing in front of you. That should scare the living daylights out of you guys. If you guys, if you guys are in the spirit and you have visions and dreams of the Lord, awesome. Listen, you are, you are functioning as a born again believer. You are in the realm of the spirit. You are a new creature. Um, and I, I pray for you that you will continue to be unveiled in who you are in Christ and this destiny that was locked inside of you through the way of the spirit, through the prayer life of tongues, that you enter the realms of heaven and have continual unveiling of this supernatural thing that Jesus says you are, this new creature, right? But if you're not, if you're just a scripture guy, then, then, you're, like, then you're like the Pharisees. And that's not, that's not what born again is, right? 
Jesus, Jesus didn't say that my sheep will know my scripture. Jesus said my sheep will know my voice, meaning that you become a spirit born again believer and know him, right? You know him in prayer. He comes to you. You go to him um, and these encounters will grow and increase in your life, right? How, how do you think that mere men are made to do impossible things? It's not by memorizing scripture. It's by being transformed in the renewing of your mind, being spirit dependent, being Holy Ghost led, um, being uh, trusting in the way of the Holy Ghost, making intercession through you with groanings that you can't create on your own because you're a mere man. And so Jesus sent you the Holy Spirit to make you supernatural. And the only way you will get into the supernatural is if you trust in the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost pray through you. Amen. So, you know, I mean, how did this happen with, with Moses? In, in Exodus 7.1, the Lord says, I will make you as God to Pharaoh. And what does, what does Moses do? Moses walks into the most powerful man on earth, looks him in the eye, and begins to tell him what the Lord's going to do if you don't let his people go free, right? That takes some kahunas. That takes some, some spiritual guts. And there's no way Moses does that without hearing God, right? So I just encourage you guys, nothing is impossible for God. Just like when the angel showed up to Mary and said, you're going to have a baby. You're going to produce the son of God. You're going to produce a prophetic picture of what it means to birth a new thing on the earth. And, and those of you who are, who are hearing me right now, I'm prophesying to you, nothing is impossible to God. You are going to carry the word of the Lord. You are going to carry, you are going to encounter him face to face and you are going to carry his word. You are going to birth the supernatural on the earth, right? No longer are you going to be limited by your theology. No longer are you going to be limited because you don't have encounters. No longer are you going to be limited because your mind thinks rational instead of supernatural, right? I break that rational, uh, logical way of looking at life off of you. And I decree that the supernatural way of the Lord, the hand of God is coming upon you right now. And that you will see in the coming days, weeks, and months that you are the new creature of the Lord. Some of you are going to see yourself with eagle's wings. Some of you are going to see yourself hooked up, uh, carrying like, like oxen, pulling the plow through the through the fallow ground of this earth. Some of you are going to see yourself um, as the lion of the tribe of Judah roaring into dark places of the earth. Some of you are going to see yourself as that supernatural man that's, that's with the creatures around the throne of heaven. Some of you are going to see yourself in ways you've never seen before because the Spirit of the Lord God is going to come upon you in a supernatural way. He's going to transform you. He's going to break those lies of insignificance and fear and, and lack of ability. He's going to break you free from the prison of, of despair and hopelessness and brokenness. And he's going to pull you into the heavenly realm in the name of Jesus. So Father, I just, I just pray for every person listening. Lord, I pray that the God that decrees nothing is impossible for you. Lord, I pray that, that your Holy Ghost would come upon those hearing this 
right now in the name of Jesus. And they would have supernatural dreams, Lord, that they would see themselves in grocery stores, laying hands on the sick and seeing people get out of wheelchairs in front of their eyes, that they would see, Lord, themselves standing as CEOs and running businesses and doing things that their fathers and forefathers never did before, Lord, in the business world, that they would see themselves not um, as the borrower, but as the lender, those who have uh, money overflowing in banks, that they would see themselves as going into dark places on the earth and calling things that do not exist as though they do because they have the spirit of prophecy upon their tongue. Lord, I pray for every gift of the spirit, Lord, to be awakened in the hearts of believers right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would impart to them, Lord, the unction to come boldly to the throne of grace, that they would come, Lord, with such a great expectation in prayer, Lord, that they would knock on heaven's door, that, that just, Lord, just as you showed, just as you showed, Lord, me standing in front of the door to the Holy of Holies with the Bible open to Romans 8, 26 and 27, Lord, I pray right now that the people who are hearing and listening to this, Lord, that they would see the flame of the Holy Ghost come and touch Romans 8, 26 and 27, that it would burn in their heart, that it would Pray, that they would pray and see the gift of tongues as the key that opens the Holy of Holies, that they would walk into the realm of heaven, expecting to see the King of Kings, expecting to come up the mountain to see him face to face. Lord, knowing that your heart is for us and not against us. Lord, I pray that they would walk into the realm of heaven and that they would see uh, through the eyes Lord, of the supernatural, to see themselves as this new creature, something that the earth cannot stop, something that Satan cannot stop, something that no demon can stop, something that no uh, generational curse can stop. There is nothing that a government on the earth can stop. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that the revelation of the new creature would come upon those who are hearing this. Lord, that they would not accept no for an answer, that they would beat on your door until you reach and touch and make them who they really are according to the books of heaven. Lord, let this grace come upon every hearer right now in the name of Jesus. God bless you guys. I pray that you knock down heaven's door this week. I pray that you do not accept no for an answer. And I pray you pray and fast. I pray that you would embrace the way of the spirit, that you would pray and fast and take hold of this opportunity that you have in this time, in this hour on the earth and beat on heaven's door that you would not accept no for an answer because Jesus promised that if you come boldly, he will let you in. He will literally let you into the throne room, right? Lord, let this fervency of desire be released upon them right now in the name of Jesus. God bless you guys. Amen. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org. D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G or fivestonesministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. 
For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Transfigured, The Call of the Horsemen to Awaken the Church, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.